bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Living Word with Pastor Mansa Otobi. And now, today's word. I'm doing life in the spirit, and this is part number 16. Part 16, and the subtitle is Helmet of Salvation. Helmet of Salvation. If you've not been part of this series, I just want to encourage you to follow through, get uh, the previous messages so that you can uh, uh, fully appreciate where we are. I've been teaching for six weeks on life in the spirit. Started talking about who the spirit is and the soul and the body. And we've moved on up to uh, where we are talking about the weapons of the spirit. The helmet of salvation. So turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 14 to 17. Ephesians chapter 6. Verses 14 to 17. And it says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now take verse 17 again. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In the typical dressing of a Roman soldier in Paul's day, uh, the helmet of salvation or the helmet and the sword will be the last things that they put on. Once the soldier puts on the helmet and uh, puts, picks up the sword, then uh, it's fireworks from then on. So in that same sequence, he tells us about the armor of God and he places the helmet of salvation as the last but one piece of the armor of God. So we want to look at the helmet of salvation the helmet of salvation uh it is one of those uh pieces of the armor of god that uh, sometimes you, you're not sure how to place it as a weapon for warfare how does the helmet of salvation help us to uh to do spiritual warfare uh so i'll break the the word or the phrase down a bit for us so th- we look at the word helmet perikephalia in the greek it comes from two greek words peri which means around and kephali your head so perikephalia means something that is around your head something that covers your head or a head covering so that's what uh, the word uh, helmet is. It is uh, designed to cover your head and to be around the head, to protect the head of a soldier in warfare. Then the word salvation. It's a helmet of salvation. 
Salvation, the Greek word is soterion. It means to be delivered or deliverance. But it doesn't only mean deliverance. It also means well-being, doing well, prospering. So uh, God's salvation is not just one side of delivering you from something bad. But it is also bringing you into something good. So there, there's a deliverance and then there is the well-being aspect of salvation. So that is what uh, the scripture says we should put on the helmet, the head covering of deliverance, well-being, prosperity. Covering our head with that. So what does it mean when the Bible says we should put on the helmet of salvation. Remember when I was, I started teaching the armor of God, I referenced us to Isaiah chapter 59 and we talk about God uh, looking for a deliverer for his people and there being no one, there is no, no deliverer, there is no intercessor, there is no one who should go and help his people. So the passage says that God steps in himself and his own arm brings him salvation. And, and in doing that, one of the things he does is to put on the helmet of salvation to bring deliverance to his people. It is from there that Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6 about the armor of God. And we have said from the beginning that the armor of God belongs to God. It's not the armor of the believer. It's the armor of God which he gives to the believer. It is not dependent on the believer. It is dependent on God. So the helmet of salvation is one of those things that uh, God gives us to win our spiritual battle. When a person experiences salvation, um, many times, you know, because we, we, we have come to associate salvation uh, as Christians with being born again. So when somebody uh, hears helmet of salvation, the first thing that comes into your mind is being born again. Uh, or being saved, because we use phrases like, I am saved, or you ask people, are you saved? Uh, do you have salvation in Christ? So, many times when we think of salvation, we limit it to salvation from sin, which is what makes us born again Christians, to be saved from our sins. But the word salvation, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, goes beyond salvation from sins. And so when you read the Old Testament, you find that salvation goes beyond that. It goes beyond God delivering people from captivity, from danger, from peril. Uh, it goes into delivering people from all kinds of bondages. Uh, salvation also talks about God blessing people, making them prosperous, making their lives well. So salvation is not only limited to being saved from sin. And that's the first thing you have to do when you are trying to understand this scripture, when it says helmet of salvation, not to limit it only to the born again experience. It includes it, but it goes beyond it. It includes it, but it goes beyond it. 
Now, for us to better understand uh, what is meant by helmet of salvation in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, we have to go back to that verse in uh, Isaiah chapter 59 verse 17. And it says, he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. It's talking about God. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. Now, when God put on the helmet of salvation, are we to suggest by any means that God needed to be saved? That God needed to be born again? Or God needed salvation? No. that's not. When he put on the helmet of salvation, he was not... Being born again, God doesn't need salvation. God doesn't need to be delivered from any trouble. So when he put it on, he was emphasizing that he was the deliverer. That he was going to bring deliverance to his people. So we must therefore not limit the helmet of salvation to only being born again. The helmet of salvation... For the believer is the covering of God's deliverance. The helmet of salvation is the covering of God's deliverance. So God says, when you're going to warfare, I want you to put on my deliverance, my covering, my protection on your head. That I am your deliverer. I am your deliverer. I am the one who delivers you from every attack of the enemy. The helmet of salvation shows that on top of our head in every spiritual warfare, we are wearing the victory of the Lord. We do not go into spiritual warfare with our heads open to attack but our heads are covered in God's deliverance that means that any attack that comes from spiritual wickedness in heavenly places above us raining down on us will not touch us because on top of our head we have God's deliverance and God's covering and God's protection that's one of the things you have to understand about every battle you get into as a Christian when you go into enemy territory where the place is demon infested uh, and demonic powers are there, remember you are wearing God's helmet of salvation. You have God's covering over you and so you can go into enemy territory and come out without being harmed because on top of your head, God says, I am delivering you, I am protecting you, I am covering you. You know, many times when we, we Christians, sometimes, sometimes probably we have less faith in God than other people have in their gods. So, if for example, there is a, a festival in your hometown, whichever hometown it is, and you go for the festival... And, uh, you know, all these fetish priests are there and they're 
drum and dancing and they're shooting those things in the air and and sometimes you know when a christian gets to such places they get afraid and maybe it's time for you to shake the hands of people and so you see the fetish priest and you pass by because you you're afraid that if you shake their hand something will jump on you am i am i right you feel something's going to jump But you know, those people will come to church and they will shake a pastor and they will not think something will jump on them. So how come the Christians think that the devil's power can jump on them and the devil's people do not think God's power will jump on them? It means they have more faith in what they are doing than we have in what we say. So how can you shake somebody's hand, a Wuromo's hand, a fetish priest's hand and think that something will jump on you. The reason is because you are not conscious that wherever you go as a Christian, there is a covering around your head. God says, I have delivered this one. I am protecting this one. This one is under my control. This one is under my power. It is called the helmet of salvation. And because we have the helmet of salvation on top of our head, we can go into enemy territory and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Somebody say, I'm covered by God's deliverance. The Lord is my deliverer and he covers my head. And that's what the scripture is saying when you are into spiritual warfare. You are covered. You are covered. You know, I, when I was growing up as a Christian, we were told, you have to be very careful when you're casting out devils because something will jump on you. You will receive attacks. There is something Christians have learned and they call it attacks. Everything is attacks. Yes, the enemy will attack. But you have a helmet on top of your head. You have God's deliverance on top of your head. God is surrounding you with his deliverance, with his victory. And he says because of that you can go into enemy camp and you will not be harmed. Somebody say I'm covered. I'm covered. We are covered. So the helmet of salvation is the covering of God's deliverance. It gives us safety. It gives us protection. And we don't go in our own power. We go under the cover of God's power. So the question is, how do we respond to the helmet of salvation? This covering that God is giving to us in spiritual warfare. How do we respond? What should we do with the helmet? Now, if you read the passage, it says, take the helmet of salvation. Everybody say, take. The word take means to receive, to welcome, and to accept something. It's very interesting when you read the Bible, uh, especially in the Greek language. I know most of you like reading the Bible in other, 
English translations, which is good. You read it, and uh, maybe KGV, NKGV, NIV, the Message Bible, uh, which I don't like at all, uh, <laughs> because it most of the time it butchers the scriptures. Uh, it over oversimplifies what the scripture is saying because it is trying to make it easy to understand. Uh, and so, I mean, it's good if you read the Message Bible just to be acquainted with Bible stories. But to understand Bible doctrine, Message Bible will leave you behind. Because it doesn't do justice to the original manuscripts. It, it does well just for easy, comfortable reading. Now, so sometimes people read all of these translations, which, which, which is good. It's good to read the Bible in many translations. I have probably about... Uh, Maybe 200 translations of the Bible. And uh, many times I compare each one of them. But the translations are not as important as the original language. Uh, Because you have to know the language in which the Bible was written to understand the different usages of words. So, for example, when you read Ephesians chapter 6, in verse 17, which we are reading... There is, it says, take. And then in verse 16, the previous verse, it also says, take the shield of faith. But the, the Greek words used for take are two different words. Two different words. What it says, take the shield of faith. Take the helmet of salvation. In English, it's take. But it had two different meanings. The first one in chapter 16 uh, means Take means, it's like, take and hold something. It's like, I, I tell you, take your Bible. Or take the chair you are sitting on. So when I say, take your Bible, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to pick up your Bible and hold it. If I say, take the, the chair, uh, uh, it, it means you're going to pick it up and hold it. That's, what, that's the take the shield of it. Pick something up and hold it. But the take for the shield of, uh, for the helmet of salvation is a different word and it means to receive. It's like somebody, I'm giving you money and I say take. When I say take, it doesn't mean pick up something and hold it. It means receive something from me. So when he says take the shield of faith, he's not saying pick up something and hold it. He says receive something actually and put it on. That actually means that the shield of faith, it's, uh, the, the helmet of salvation is offered by God and you must choose to receive it and put it on. Are, are you following that? So, it's possible for God to offer you the helmet of salvation and you not receive it. God has deliverance for you. God has protection for you. God has safety for you. But you have to Receive it. Somebody say, I receive God's protection. It's one thing being a Christian, knowing that you are a child of God. It's another thing receiving the protection that God has given to you. Receiving the covering that he has given to you. And and so when we take the helmet of salvation, we are saying, Lord, I accept it. I receive it. It is now mine. If the passage says, take it, receive it, then just by logical progression, we can say there are many Christians who have not received the helmet of salvation, although it's been offered them by God. 
That's why they get attacked. That's why all kinds of things happen to them. That's why demonic forces can, can do stuff to you. That's why somebody can sprinkle black powder on your chair. And when you sit on, something will happen to you. Because although you are born again, you haven't taken on God's deliverance. You think you can deliver yourself by praying more, by fasting more, by doing something by yourself. But God says, I have you covered. I have you covered. I already have the antidote to the attacks of the enemy. It's called the helmet of salvation. I'm offering it to you. Accept me as your deliverer. Accept me as your covering. Accept me as your protection. And when you do that, wherever you go, you walk in safety. You go in safety and you return in safety. Somebody say, I receive the helmet of salvation. So that's a very important word. Take, receive it, accept it, welcome it. So when we put on the helmet of salvation, what does it mean for us? It means that we have put on the mind of Christ. We have put on the mind of Christ. Ephesians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. We must Put on the mind of Christ. Philippians 2.5 Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. And Philippians 2.9 and 10 Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those things in heaven, those things on earth and those under the earth. So the mind of Christ It's not defeatist. The mind of Christ is victorious. The mind of Christ is a mind that is above every other name. At the mention of his name, every knee bows. That is the mind God wants us to have. That because we are under God's covering, and because we have the mind of Christ, we go into spiritual warfare Fully aware that God is our protection and God is our deliverance. Give no room for any thought that suggests to you that you are subject to enemy attack one form or the other. So when we put on the mind of Christ, we reject all thoughts of defeat. We turn our minds from any thought That is contrary to what Christ has accomplished for us. We cannot have the mind of Christ and still think defeat. Still think attack. You can't. You can't. We have on the helmet of salvation. And when we put on the mind of Christ, it means we have received God's victory over the enemy. In Isaiah 59, God goes into battle with the helmet of salvation for his people. And he fights for them and wins for them. There are victories that Christ has won for us. There are victories he has won for us. And all we need to do is receive it. Not everything in our Christian life is just to be received. There are some things we must do. But there are some things we receive. For example... 
The things we must do. We must surrender our hearts to him. We cannot say, oh, Christ has done it for us, so we won't surrender. That's something we do. We have to trust him. We have to subdue the flesh. We have to persevere in faith. These are things we do. We put to death the desires of the flesh. That we do. We walk by faith. That we must do. We must endeavor to walk by faith. Those are things we must do. But there are things that Christ has already done for us. And we don't have to do anything about it except to receive it. He has already died for us. We can't die for our sins. All we have to do is receive his salvation. When we sin, we cannot forgive ourselves. He forgives us. The blood of Jesus Christ washes us from all unrighteousness. It's good to make amends when you sin, but you can't forgive yourself. You don't have the power to forgive yourself. Only God has the power to forgive you. So we receive his forgiveness. Because we can't go and shed our own blood for the forgiveness of our sins. He has conquered Satan. We cannot conquer Satan. I was telling some people recently, I said, where are you going to see him to conquer him? But there is one who saw him. You remember when the disciples of Jesus Christ came to him after he had sent the 70, he had sent them uh, to go and, 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 and preach. And they came rejoicing and said, oh Lord, you can't believe what happened. Even the devils were subject to us in your name. You remember Jesus' response? I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. As for them, all they were doing is saying, in the name of Jesus, come out. And then they come out. And, but they don't understand the backroom maneuvers. The backroom maneuvers. Jesus says, I saw Satan and I knocked him off. And that's why you could cast out all those demons. There are battles we cannot fight. They are spiritual battles above our pay grade. Are you following me? You can't fight them. You can't go in the midnight saying the name of Jesus. I'm fighting you demon. Do you see them? If you see them like flies on top of your head. You have to go for mental checkup. We can't fight that battle. Jesus says leave it to me. I operate in that realm and I knock them out. And my angels knock them out. All you have to do is claim the victory. Claim the victory. Claim the victory. Claim the victory. It is in vain for you to stay up at night trying to cast out all kinds of demons because he gives his beloved sleep. By all means, pray at night, but not because demons are awake at night. Pray at night because you love to pray. Worship at night because you worship morning, day, and night. But if you think that because witches are flying at 12 midnight, so I must take God on myself, you are a joker. There is one who gives us the victory. He neither slumbers nor sleep. And by the way, when it's midnight here, it's day in some other place. Pray in the midnight. Pray in the midnight. Pray at one. 
pray at two if you want to. But not because you are the God over demons. Simply because you love to pray. But if you think your presence, your waking up at night is your protection, you are a big joker. You put on the helmet of salvation. You put it on and that is your deliverance. And you don't go and manufacture it. You say, Lord, you fought that battle. And all I do now is I receive your victory. I put on the mind of Christ. I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above all principalities. That is my thinking. That is my mind. I'm a child of God. I'm in Christ. I am covered. My mind is the mind of Christ. And if you have that, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. It doesn't mean there will be no difficulties in life. There will be. Life has its own challenges. Which are not demonic in nature. It's just life. You know, life, life. There are sometimes demonic attacks. Those ones you don't need to even think about them. Think about Christ. Put on the mind of Christ. Walk in the victory of Christ. Put on your helmet of salvation. Walk in the helmet of salvation. Walk under the covering of God's deliverance. Walk in God's protection. Walk in God's safety. Walk, wake up every day knowing God covers you. And when you hear rumors of evil spirits, wherever, whether somebody prophesied to you or saw a dream, just say, I put on my helmet of salvation. I am safe. I am covered. Under the victory of the Lord Jesus. I go in victorious. And I come out victorious. Not because I am so powerful. But because he is mighty. And the greater one. Lives on the inside of me. Amen. Amen. So there is covering upon your head. Somebody put your hand upon your head. And say I am covered. By God's deliverance, God's protection, in my family, on the streets, by the wayside, by the highways, in enemy territory, I am still covered. My head is surrounded by God's deliverance. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my deliverer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebi, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebi. Email otebi at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.